Now let's start with prayer. Father in heaven, as we come before you this morning, again, I ask that you would work in our hearts, draw us closer to you and to each other. For Christ's sake and for his glory, amen. There it is. Okay, just quick review about last week. Uh, just a reminder that all of Scripture is God's testimonies, uh, God speaking to us. I have this little quote for you. It says it better than I can. This is from uh, Alex Mateer's devotional on the Psalms, starting out with uh, Psalm 119. Verse 2, which says, Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart. Blessed are those who seek his testimonies, who seek him, who, who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart. And he writes this. It's easy in Psalm 119 to pay so much attention to the lines which contain the key word which describes Yahweh's truth word, teaching, commandment, etc., that we overlook what the parallel line says. Look, for example, at verse 2. Line 1 is hugely important in commending, commending to blessing those who preserve Yahweh's testimonies. Of course, we dwell on the word testimonies. What an assertion. God himself has gone into the witness box and has personally borne witness to what he affirms to be true and what he looks for in his people by way of obedience, his teachings and his commandments. That's what our Bibles are, God's personal testimony. And that's really worth reflecting on and remembering. Any time we either are coming to worship to hear the word preached, or sitting down with our Bibles at home to, to read them, to study them. This is God's testimony to us. It's critical, um, fundamental, foundational to what we do with the Word of God. Okay. Yeah, we want to hand out some notebooks. What I would like to do is... Uh, and there are pencils in here too. Did you get pencils? Did you get the pencils? What I'd like to do is have four or five of you designated kind of as uh, the scribes. We're going to be doing this for the next uh, four weeks or so. Uh, and it would be easiest if whoever has a notebook today will plan on being the scribe next week also. So we don't have to go through this. You know, this is, this is going to take five minutes to get this all organized, and hopefully over the next few weeks you won't have to. So you guys are going to have to group because anybody want to volunteer to be a scribe? You would? <laughs> Elaine would? You're volunteering, Elaine? She has nicer writing. Scribes. Huh? She has nicer writing than Yeah. <laughs> okay. Come on. Come on, you guys. Move forward. There you go. That'll work. Whatever works. 
You don't want a what? They can, these guys, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Nobody wanted pencils. <laughs> so one of the things I had said uh, at the end of our time together, come next week prepared to discuss how we read here or take in scripture. And uh, we'll break that apart. What I wanted us to do today is start with the question of how do we how do we hear? Remember, again, I had shared those passages from the New Testament, the reminders that we need to be exhorting and encouraging and building one another up in the faith. We need to be part of it. We need to be good listeners uh, of the word. And I have, yeah, Dr. Phil Long, who recently re- or is retiring as Old Testament professor uh, at Regent College, uh, wrote this about technology, culture, and learning. I'll read it quickly. Our culture and the nature of learning has changed dramatically since I've been a Regent. The smartphone has only been out, what, 15 years? Yet now it's pervasive. The context in which we live makes it very difficult to sustain a train of thought. Because everything's hyperlinked, there are constant distractions that want to pull us into a different website or book or category of thinking. There's a continued temptation to live, think, and learn that way, just flitting from this to that. At Regent, I think we need to keep straight... Okay, let will skip that. A couple of years ago, this is the, the key part here, you can get your brains to working on the, the theme. A couple of years ago, I was, a, I was teaching a class on Proverbs. And one young woman commented that she was struck by how the teacher in the book of Proverbs keeps saying, listen, listen to me, listen to what I'm saying, write this on your heart. The student said, my generation doesn't think that way. We don't feel like we have to listen because we can look it up. We can Google anything at any time but I'm beginning to realize that's not enough. That comment sparked a conversation in class about how information in one th- is one thing, but having the mental muscle memory to apply that information in a crisis is something else. It requires practice beforehand. The way we learn matters. That may seem a little, a little heavy, uh, I don't mean for our, for our thoughts to be exclusively about uh, the use of technology, uh, its pros and cons. <clears throat> but what I do want us to do for a few minutes is think about how we can be better listeners. Uh, so what we're discussing is how to be better. How to be better listeners, yes. Okay. So, go. <laughs> yes. Just for clarifying purposes, for the taking of the notes, 
do you want us tracking answers? Is that what scribes are doing? Just kind of keep a, a pool of what we've said over the next few weeks? Uh, well, on this item in particular, I would expect you guys to do some some talking about how we listen, you know, what, are, what it means to be a good listener. How can I be a better listener at worship? Okay. And there may be a bunch of, you know, like brainstorming. Okay. And out of that brainstorming may come one, two, maybe three ideas. Here's what I can do. Here's what we can do. Or here's what. So when we get back together, then it will be our group thought that one way we can become better listeners is. Okay, thank you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Jim? Yes. Word of uh, explanation. We say how to be better listeners. Is that to one another in church, in a worship, <coughs> where, in context? I just want a general. Or in all contexts. Well, I'm thinking primarily in how we respond to Scripture. So usually that context would be in worship. Because I'm not sure that comes across. That's good. We were. That's what John was thinking. But I'm more or less questions that mean with each other. So. Yeah. Yeah. How to how to comprehend better, learn, and yeah, how to comprehend. Okay, I'm sorry. If if. Now you're going. There, there, there we go. Barb and I were talking about this on the. Huh? Oh, oh. Let me Pastor Brett provides so I take this PDF and I actually put it on the words here. Yeah. 
Another thing I tried is <coughs> if I don't have printed out my death, I try to repeat this what's being said. Trying to bring it my head. This work all the time. It's for one way to help you So preparation had And even when we talk, is this what you want? Contrast. Uh, to, 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 to
Okay, you starting to get the hang of it? Okay, you're... Charlie? Mr. Draper, stop in the class I'm listening. I just... Okay, fine. We'll start all over again. <laughs> One of the things that I hope we can learn to do as we do this over the next few weeks is to be able to, in a sense, step back and look at what is what is happening, what what we're doing. I just participating in it for the moment, but but stepping back, looking. The passages that I had shared last week, again, from the New Testament, that reminder that, that we are called by our Father to consider how to spur one another on towards love and good deeds, to encourage and exhort one another. That's what we're trying to do here today. And I, and I hope that, this is, that these little activities... You can take home with you and think about them and think, you know what, this is what I'm supposed to be doing or what we're supposed to be doing with each other all the time. Not just Sunday mornings during Sunday school class, but this need to be building one another up and encouraging and spurring one another on, I hope, is is beginning, you know, this is the first effort at this, okay? So let's just see what you guys came up with. You guys want to... You want to start? What, you, what kind of thoughts you come up with? Tim, did you want to expand the, the thought about uh, helping children? Uh, you know, part of this, uh, I don't know if we'll need to break back up to do this, but something else to be thinking about is how do we raise up our children to be better listeners? Mm-hmm. I, we covered that. You covered it? Great. Okay. <laughs> About. Can you guys hear her in the back? I'll pop that. <laughs> um, we got ideas of um, uh, starting out with uh, a prayerful and uh, motivation of uh, 
to receive from God. In other words, inclining, uh, asking God to incline our hearts to Him, and actually being united uh, with, to ask Him to unite us with His heart, so that our outcome would be um, "Your will be done" kind of thing. So approaching with that attitude originally, with a humble, and, and, and then we talked about emptying. Uh, of all the distractions, outward and inward distractions that we have going on. So, so then, as, yeah, be still a no There's like there's preparation that needs preparation to be done beforehand. To yeah. Actually, uh, hear what's being what's, what God's giving us. It's God's provision to us, and trusting Him for that provision that He's actually going to give us something, and then. Um, and then, and then acting on it, so, you know, not just informationally receiving stuff, but then actually act, making a decision to, to be prepared to act on what God's given us too. So it's kind of a three-pronged thing. Our attitude approaching, our expectancy to receive, and then an action. That's kind of the synopsis of God. So, so part of listening is obedience? When you said acting on it, I. Yeah, uh, uh, how can we listen better? The attitude of listening better with the idea that you're going to use it. Not necessarily just, uh, I'm here to receive a bunch of stuff in my head, but with the expectance that we're actually going to get something that's going to be life transforming, and then yeah. we're going to use that to yeah. let God you know, work. Expecting God to work through that to make us different. I I smile because I think that that's it's all through Scripture, but I think we also do it as parents when a child doesn't obey. Uh, I don't know if you guys have done this before or not, but I certainly have. Weren't you listening? Didn't didn't you hear what I told you to do? So there. There's an expectation that if you're listening, you respond, right? which is what you were saying, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. But not just tagging. We, what, what, I, what we kind of got was that it's not just tagging that on the end, okay, I have to do this now, but having that attitude, even at the beginning, in that you're humble enough to receive it that you don't have your own preconceived things getting in the way, and that you have a posture of God using it, that you're going to actually be united with God's heart on this, and that his will will be your, your will will be, this, and his will be the same, yeah. and that that's going to come out in action that will Don't hesitate to ask them any questions. If you hear them say something that you want explained a little bit more, uh, you know, this... We're, we're in this together. Okay. Any? Okay. More? Yes? Perfect. She nailed it. Okay. It's sort of a synopsis of kind of the, the idea of it, that you're listening to take it in and do it. You know, it's not just... Yeah. Yes. Okay. Charlie? Said, but that we did agree upon becoming better listeners through preparation. Um, and it 
context of worship long before we gather together with review, with contemplation. Um, some of us agree that um, once we are, uh, as, as well as coming, um, with the posture of, of undistractedness, of setting aside not only our worldly affairs, but also the thoughts that would pull us away from attentively giving our eyes and ears into Christ. Um, we talked about uh, understanding our station and relationship. Why are we listening in the first place? Who are we here? What is the purpose of our gathering together? Um, some mentioned common tasks of, of note-taking, following along, following up, repetition, and um, a thoughtfulness towards inquiry. A what? A thoughtfulness towards inquiry, that as you're listening, you're chewing it over in your brain and seeking after the deeper things. You're seeking to take hold of God through inquiry. That's it? No? Okay. Did you get all that, David? Kind of. Kind of? Um, could you go back and talk about the... You, you, you back up a couple on your, on your statement there. What was it? I'm trying to... I don't want to paraphrase. Oh, sure. Um, so, preparation. Yeah. Um, open-mindedness and undistractedness. Uh, understanding our relationship. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, how? Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, we talked about um, essentially the, the how are we listening? Um, what is what is the intention behind our listening? Are we listening um, simply for ourselves? Simply to equip our armory with good biblical facts that we can use later, or are we listening as as children in the kingdoms? Is that captured if I say relationship in view of yes, yes, yeah, okay. Um, one question I have written down to myself in thinking about this was how does a child hear the story curled up in their father's lap? Is that the posture that we take when we come here and meeting our father and seeing our brother exalted and being nurtured by the spirit? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. More on that later. Shad? We actually started out um, talking about the deficiencies of reading, whether or not they impact our hearing. Um, and it stems from the book that you had read. And I suggested that reading isn't necessarily the problem unless, like Charlie had said, you are reading in such a way that, that Jesus will rebuke you. When he says, have you not read? Who is he talking to in those instances? I think nearly every time he's talking to those who are in charge of reading the scriptures, so they're being rebuked because they're not seeing him in the scriptures. But to the hearers, they're receiving Christ. They're running and fleeing and jumping in the Father's lap kind of idea. So that sort of parlayed into the topic of 
how can we hear better, how can we be better listeners? And as I heard you talking to Gary, yeah, we centralize it here. This is the pinnacle of me coming before God, that meeting before God. Um, so Justin had brought up a really good point that it helps him, like on Monday, to have a notion of what's coming so that he can be prepared. So he gets the week to um, look at the bull. He doesn't get the week to look at the bulletin, but he uses the bulletin well, too. Like, well, uh, just to see what's going down, to see what's going on for him. Absolutely. And reading that with the family, discussing that with the kids. Uh, so that, that act of preparation, um, which our larger catechism, I think right around 160 or 159, actually mentions this. What's required of those that hear the preached word, and he gives these things, the thoughtful meditation, um, uh, testing, those kind of things we often take for granted. That's part of the reading side, but it's, it's to prepare us to be better listeners. Um, and like Justin brought up, uh, this is a good point, it helps build a context for him to come into the presence of God. Um, another point was to be physically engaged. And I know that sounds, that can be taken as a distraction for some people. And this is something that she can do to, um, or, or while she's listening, it makes her a better listener. And that isn't bad. In fact, I've mentioned Deuteronomy 6. There is a physical act of listening. They have, they were told to find these things around your hands, for your arms, to put them as prophets. That's a physical act that they were involved in. And then, um, Importantly, after you've heard, now go and discuss, talk about these things with others, so that you continue on the sort of fruitful sort of reproduction of all that you've taken in. Again, in the bowl. talk to them. Yes. So we came up with several things uh, to be better listeners. Have your physical or mental efforts focused on what is being said. Uh, copy the sermon off as a tool to stay on track. Repeat what's being said in your mind. Taking notes. Uh, rereading the sermon the following week is also helpful. Ask before coming to church, what am I learning about God? Listen for what's being taught about God himself and ourselves in relation to him. Pray that the word will not return empty, but will transform into us into his image, God's image. Mm -hmm. I just one What is it? Because 
Whose are those? Mine. Okay. Just, just checking. <laughs> you know what? Since you brought that up, thank you very much. Some time ago at session, uh, we were talking about worship and the mindset that we bring to what we're doing here. And uh, Pastor Brett pointed out that from the invocation, to the raising of the hands and invocation to the raising of the hands and benediction is a very unique time for us uh, in our meeting with the Lord. And when he shared that, I thought of um, Jesus in the garden when he went away to pray and he came back and said, Wait, couldn't you sit with me for an hour? And <clears throat> that thought of meeting with the Lord, and I've, had, I've worked through this myself, so this is my personal experience. I got to where I was bringing coffee in. Okay, I'm not meeting to step on any toes. I hope I don't, but I probably will. Bringing coffee in to drink during worship. And I started thinking, is, is that really appropriate? And I asked Barb one day, I said, Barb, does it bother you that I drink coffee during worship? And she went like this. <laughs> Which, <laughs> pretty sure it meant yes. <laughs> so I have stopped. I, it's, it's a respect that we bring to this listening moment. Uh, and in some way, you know, there's the old thing about there's nobody more irritating than a reformed smoker. You know, once somebody quits smoking, it's, wow, do you realize how much you stink? You know, you just, uh, do you really have to do that here where everybody else, that kind of thing. And I don't mean to come off that way, but in a way, that cup of coffee that I hold during worship is really no different than bringing pretzels or a bag of popcorn, in my humble opinion. <laughs> I think Jim's point is that this was a, a, a movement in his heart that he reflected upon, not something he wants to dictate to others. But give and take so you can do that way. But, but I think that's, well, I, I just would, would I mean, get, it could be taken that way. Yeah, I think it's something for everybody to just wrestle with. Right. Um, I will flip that around, though, that certain, in my experience, my humble experience, for some people, uh, because of the jaw is the strongest uh, muscle in the body, for some people with uh, uh, sensory issues, it's a lot like knitting. It actually helps to focus. Um, so it just, you, everybody needs to know themselves. Right? But be humble enough to be willing to ask, what's the heart um, And that's And that's really the whole I think Tim's point. Yes, that for yes. Him, that was, a, that was a, a, a point for him to say, what is this reflecting? I think we ought to be sensitive to the people around us. Absolutely. And certainly in the context of worship. Absolutely. If that's bothering, so kids will do that too, you know, chomping on stuff or running around, that type of thing. So we need to be sensitive to that because we are in worship. But my issue was, how far are you going to take that? And it has to be an individual thing. It does. Yeah. yeah. Chewing gum or, you know, <clears throat> it's not a drawing or whatever. It's not about the legalistic yeah, part. Right. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
And everybody goes through that journey of, of saying, how does this reflect my understanding of what we're doing? And what you don't want is a dictate. What you want is Yes, and what I'm well, all I'm meaning to do with that, Gary, is we come into His presence. That's the bottom line. We are coming into His presence. As far as being better listeners go, uh, how can I? Re- one of the things that uh, maybe a couple of you touched on it, taking notes. Um, Barb said she can't retain unless she takes notes. You know, if she doesn't take notes, she doesn't remember. And uh, what do I need to do to make sure that when I walk out this door after worship that I'm going to be retain, be able to retain uh, what I have heard? You know? Are you going to say something? Uh, yeah, just uh, Lori says that all the time. There's seven or eight different styles of learning. Sure. And we all fall into one of those styles. Yes. Sometimes it's the reading with our eyes and the writing with our hands that help us retain that mind. Well, yes, and next week we're going to talk about what it means to, uh, how to how to be a better reader of Scripture. And again, we're going to do what we're doing here today. We're going to talk about how to be better readers, in a sense, better users of the Word of God in our, in our personal lives. Kind of another sure. that we could possibly consider, I don't know if you have time for it or not, but um, looking at the question from the opposite end, what would God say upsets him when we're not listening? What are the things he's looking for to make us good listeners? What is God looking for that makes us good listeners? What's, what's he say bad listening is about? <clears throat> passage in Jeremiah covers that prior to the 70 years of desolation. Jeremiah, is it a long passage? Uh, five verses. Five verses. If you do, you need to read it loud enough so the people in the back can hear. <clears throat> well, I'd like you to read it if you want. Where is it at? Uh, Jeremiah 25, and it'll be uh, verses 3 through um, 7. Okay, we're running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah, uh, write that down for me, would you? And sure. I'll, uh, we can look at it next Sunday. Yeah. Um, Charlie, did you? It's Jeremiah 25, yeah. verses 3 through 7. And three times in there he says, But you have not listened. But you have not listened. I think Pastor Brett said that, but when it's quoted three times, there's emphasis there. So there's a, and it explains what he's yeah. Sure. And the sign is that you're not listening, is you're not obeying. Yeah. Were you, did you have something you wanted to say? Okay. Okay. Next, okay. Next week, that's what we will do. We'll hang on to this. We'll review uh, this next week. And then we'll also look at what it means to be better readers. Part of the question was being better read, or how do we read, how do we hear, and how do we take in? And part of this, how do we take in? I would like you guys, if you have the time, to look up the word filial. F-I-L-I-A-L. And come prepared to use it in a sentence. Did you know I was a teacher before? I'm <laughs> 
okay? Filial. Uh, yeah, and the significance for us as far as how we come to Scripture, whether we're reading, listening, or interacting with one another. Okay, final, in a final thought? And you want to gather this back up? Yes, we'll be, uh, yeah, we'll pick up the um, yeah. notebooks and keep going next Sunday. I got a final thought. Okay. Scripture says that it's God who gives us ears to hear. Yes. Yes, and one of the Psalms, it's one of those really wonderful passages, ears you have dug for me. <laughs> yes, that would be part of our prayerful approach, wouldn't it, in preparing? Yeah. David, would you? Sure. Let's close in prayer. <clears throat> God, our Father, we are truly thankful that you do give us ears to hear. And as we've discussed this morning, different ways to do that, I pray that you would help us to encourage one another to be good listeners and to develop those skills that will help us hear your word better and apply it to our lives. Help us always to give you glory and honor and praise by the things that we do and say. In Jesus' name, amen.